we can um, assess our moods. Yeah, moods, energy. Great. We're in this effing thing again. I almost just said the F word. Really? Wow. I hate hate Apple Watches. You hate your Apple Watch? Yeah. Um, I set a goal for like mileage this year. So I'm wearing it. I'm like, I'm like, if I'm going to wear this stupid thing, then I might as well like really use it and like try and like. Like feet mileage? Like walking? <laughs> feet. <laughs> Is that what you mean? Feet mileage. Yeah. Feet mileage. I set okay. some serious feet mileage goals. Um, okay. Well. Yeah. I want to just like walk at least, um, I mean, it sounds lame, but again, I'm pretty much an old man with an old man body. Um, hey, I'm not, I don't work out right now. So yeah, no, I want to, I want to walk, you know, like, I don't know, one or two miles a day. Um, well, I just want to walk yeah, a day. Yeah. In the summer I was walking like three miles a day. It was great. Ooh, um, that is good. Walks I, in the summertime are nice. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd get on a call and if I knew I didn't need my laptop or if I wasn't presenting or for my one-on-ones, for example, I would just go for a walk. It was great. Yeah. That's a great idea. And I started doing it barefoot because of this whole grounding oh, thing too. I'm such a hippie. You just ruined it. You just ruined it. I know. It. Just I know. kidding. Barefoot walking is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But energy's My good. Goal, I had a, oh. Your goal. What's your goal? Just to take a few steps. A couple steps? Step, couple of steps during the day. Okay. You know? That'd be here, great. To the, here to there. Well, you're going to know on your watch. You can check. Oh, I hate it. I hate this thing. Well, we're both doing well. That's great. Good. Look at us go. Happy New Year. We're cruising along. Is this going to be Happy New Year or is this episode going to come out (laughs) in like March or April? (laughs) This episode is probably going to come out. How many episodes do we have? We have like nine or 10 episodes. Listener, I think we already mentioned this, but yeah, it's probably not close to New Year, but we just wanted to wish you a Happy New Year anyway. We're trying to keep the energy going. Is Earth Day in March? I don't know. Sure. Happy (laughs) Earth Day, everybody. This is our Earth Day special. Um, We have have a topic, right? We do have a topic. We have a few topics. Yeah. Do you want to... uh, Do you want to dig into it? You got any any other announcements or things you want to chat about? No, I'm ready. Okay. Okay. are you with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you looking at the pictures? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sometimes you're texting John. I never know. No, I'll be. T- I'll type if I'm texting John. Okay. Yeah. I think those are the two we could combine into just like what's a really hard design challenge you're either dealing with now or have dealt with in the past. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Is that the one you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're there. Here we are. Here we are. So what comes to mind? What's, uh, is there something now? Is there's been something in the past? We already kind of talked about your design ops kind of transition, which is really exciting, but it is, exciting. What's, is there one thing that comes to mind when you think about like the hardest design challenge you've ever faced? Yes. Really? Yes, there is. Yes. Because it was one of my first ones that I did by myself after I was an intern and uh, if I could go back and redo it, I should go back and redo it. I would. But I do think I did 
pretty well okay. on it, to be fair. So something does come to mind. Does something come to mind for you? Um, this is a tricky one. I, I have like recency bias. I'm a prisoner of the moment. Um, You're just Spiff, so present? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> just I'm just so stressed out <laughs> about <laughs> what's happening right now. Um, I think that Spiff, Spiff is by far the most complex thing that I've ever worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, truthfully, I don't think that I'll ever work on something this complex ever again. Um, mm. I don't think I'll sign myself up for this again. I'm yeah. learning a, I'm learning a ton. Um, we can talk about that, but right now I'm in the middle of some, when I took this job, this is what I wanted. I wanted to be like stretched and I wanted to learn and be really uncomfortable for, you know, three or four years at this job. Mm-hmm. I'm two, I'm two years in and it's, it's been that and more. So I could talk about, yeah, like the specifics of a project that we're working on now. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got projects in the past that were similar. It's, I can just think of three or four times when I was just weighing over my head um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and like lessons learned from those kind of times. But yes. Yeah. Do you want to start? Yeah, I can start. I have a question before I start. Have you ever been in way over your head and just ignored the project because and just not done it or like just didn't make a ton of progress on it because it was overwhelming and you were by yourself yeah probably like every day yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like wait is every project a hard one (laughs) no what i'm doing i definitely uh I definitely, yeah, I shy away. It's hard to, especially in this role now, because I have three mm-hmm. direct reports. So I'm doing some first line manager stuff, and then I'm doing some team, like big process kind of ops stuff, um, staffing and hiring stuff. Like it's just a mix of so many things that when I run mm-hmm. into like a really tricky, actual like nitty gritty feature or interaction that I run into, it, there's just so many things to bury my head in elsewhere. Yes. Yeah. And my poor P my, yeah, my poor PM, I think right now I'm on a, I'm on a hard deadline with him for the end of the week um, on <laughs> this like thing that he's, he's been him. like gently tapping me on the shoulder, like, Hey buddy, like, uh-huh. uh, how's this going? You know, you really doing? sales team is really asking for this thing. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. But yes, to answer your question, Especially now, because there are so many things. Mm-hmm. I tried to do it again. Parts. I tried to do it again today, and my boss, <laughs> my boss, very gently was like, uh, "We re- we ran into a scenario today, and I thought up this really cool solution." And okay. he was like, "That's a great idea for some other time." <laughs> <laughs> He's like, stop volunteering. This yeah. is fun. Let's yeah. table it. He yeah. keeps, he's, yeah, he keeps saying the same phrases over and over, thinking they're going <laughs> to stick. And then he's like, sorry, you know, I keep hammering these things home, but they're not sticking. And I'm every, mm. yeah, every day I'm like, what if we did this huge initiative yeah. and this thing? And what if yeah. we reinvent? And he's just like, dude, we're, yeah, we're understaffed. And yeah. we have one of our, one of our strongest designers, um, is about to leave 
on paternity leave for six weeks and we're already oh, sort of understaffed. Fun. There's like a lot. So There's fun. a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. My boss is today because I'm technically on maternity leave right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They told me I had a meeting with them that was self-inflicted. I asked. I called the meeting. They said to me in the meeting, they cut it halfway through and said, stop. We're done. We're not talking to you anymore. We're not. You can't work anymore. <laughs> so goodbye. It was, That's yeah, amazing. It was a good time. They're like, yeah. thank you. But please get away. Go the hell away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, am I that terrible to work with?" No. I'm oh man. Great. Yeah, that's a good. <laughs> anyway. That's a good. That's a good question. And yes, you are. I'm sure. Um, so good. So good. Okay. The question, though. Yes, are we getting? Are we getting around yes. to that? You have stories. What? What's to, the, to rephrase the question? What's like the most difficult design challenge you've ever faced? Okay, I'm going to answer this first. So when I first started out as a UX designer, Mm -hmm. I was an intern at a company that's kind of similar to Bamboo HR. Mm -hmm. They do just like HR, I don't know, stuff, HR software. You still don't know. Yep. (laughs) I still don't know. They have like three (laughs) portals. One was for us to like keep track of all of our clients. Mm -hmm. The second one was for HR managers. And the third one was for new hires. So it was a lot of onboarding. I, after my internship and kind of during my internship, got put on the third one, which was the um, onboarding for new hires Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. And part of that is filling out an I-9 form. And we wanted to take that and, yeah, your face says it all. Mm -hmm. It was the worst. We wanted to take that and put it into like a digital experience, which I'm sure a million of those exist now. They did not exist when I was doing this. That'd be amazing. Six, yeah. I've never encountered ago, one, right? but wow. Yeah. I feel like yeah, every time I yeah. fill one of those out, I feel like I'm going to go to jail. Yeah. Yes. I felt like I was going to go to jail for digitizing it. It was so bad. It was like the worst experience ever. So yeah. up until this point, I had just been working on kind of like the, um, UI kit. I had been working Mm -hmm. on icons. I had been working on just like the buttons and the components Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. very simple things. And then they're like, Hey, digitize this and figure out the best way to do this. We kind of had an experience with it had been designed by a developer, a great developer, but a developer nonetheless. So I had the task of taking that and redoing it. And it was a bitch. It freaking sucked because A, it's government stuff. Government stuff is just the worst. If you Uh ever have had to go to like any, I mean, like people always say like the DMV is so bad. It's better now. I actually recently went and it was pretty quick. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. It was not bad, but like, I don't know. Anytime I have to interact with anything government related, I just Mm -hmm. feel like it is just the biggest dumpster fire known to me. It's terrible. No, it's It's so bad. It's so bad. Their websites are bad. Their experiences are bad. So I'm sitting here like hunting around on these government websites for what forms you have to have, depending on what your citizenship status is Oh no! and trying to chunk it out in like digestible steps and only showing the applicable documents to whatever your citizenship status is. And there's Mm -hmm. no clear list anywhere. Mm -hmm. There's, it's just, it was just the worst. And so that like map 
like the site map, the flow that I created was insane because I had to list out all the different possibilities of like, yeah. if they do a passport, then they only need these five documents. But if they do a driver's license, they have to do these 10 different documents too. And it's just, there was just a lot. There was just a lot of possibilities. And I was by myself. I mean, I wasn't by myself, but it was like my first project as like a real UX designer. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great learning experience, but it was so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is awful. I can't imagine all of the, yeah, regulatory stuff. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All the compliance and regulations and everything. I've worked places that have wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. Spiff's got a lot of that because we're a fintech company. We're dealing with a lot of really sensitive customer data. Yeah. Um, but nothing, nothing like, I mean, full on government stuff. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was bananas. Okay. And that then one of the next companies nuts. I worked at was a fintech uh-huh. company. So <laughs> it was yeah. a good time. I've worked in some yeah. nice, some nice, uh, realms and now we're in data visualization, which is so much easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's all pretty straightforward stuff. So straightforward. Yeah. Um, Are there any obvious like things that you took away from that? We know that it was hard. We know that it was challenging just because of the complexity, but yeah, if you could go back, how would you approach it differently? Um, I would collaborate more with developers Mm. probably in the beginning Mm -hmm. phases Mm -hmm. because at the end, and that's just like any, I feel like any designer starting out doesn't really think about that because you're not used to it. So obviously I'd collaborate more with like a PM type person. We didn't really have PMs at that company because it was so small. Mm. So maybe like a site architect Mm -hmm. or the developers just collaborate more and not design so much in a vacuum and also keep a paper trail. So, wow. Yeah. Those are my, those are like the two things that I was going to try to hit with a couple of stories. Exactly. Those things. Yeah. Yeah, I similar similar experiences just looking back on I remember something specific at Bluehost where I had just gotten the UX designer title. We had some really cool flashy like war room where all the UX design was happening mm-hmm. and the walls the walls were just covered in customer or competitive research and customer data and quotes and like sticky notes and all this stuff. Um but I still had that graphic designer, like those, those graphic designer habits that are really tough to break. Yeah. The visual tendencies where you're like, if I just make this like look good, everyone will want to use it. Yeah. And I felt it. I felt I, the good news too, because I don't know if I've told you about this, my boss that I had, his name is Damon. Um, his name is Damon, not was, his name still is Damon to this day. Damon Um, Salvatore? No, oh, <laughs> no. Dang. Damon okay. Dimmick. Shout out to Damon Dimmick. Um, Damon man, Dimmick. One, of, one of the coolest and greatest uh, bosses I will ever have. Um, not a vampire. Not a vampire. No, okay. I'm sorry. I missed the Damon reference. What was that from? It's just from Vampire Diaries. It's <laughs> so silly. It's such a stupid show, but it's pretty good. One of our listeners really liked that joke, though. <laughs> I hope so. I hope someone got it. Um. But yeah, Damon sat me down and he's like, hey, I'm bringing you on. We're transitioning you away from branded marketing. You're not a graphic designer anymore. You're a UX designer. Um, have I told you about this conversation? I don't think so. It doesn't he said, sound familiar. he's like, hey, 
um, you're super talented. We're excited about like your visual like edge that you're going to bring to the team and that eye for polish and critique and all those things. But he said, I don't care if you ever push another pixel again. Hmm. He's wow. like, your job, your job for this company is to reduce risk. Okay. <laughs> Are you a lawyer? Does that not make sense? It makes lots of sense. Okay. So cool. Yeah, but I it, total perspective shift. And he knew how badly I needed to hear that as a graphic designer transitioning into UX and product and everything. So first lesson learning that was me in this war room with my buddy, Adam, a PM. And I kind of started feeling that thing that he was talking about. Um, cause Adam and I got so excited about Envision and prototyping and like we were doing sketch to Envision and, um, oh, yeah. Those we literally, days. Adam and I spent two weeks, I think two weeks or three weeks solid in that room, just designing the hell out of this prototype. I mean, we, this, this is embarrassing. You we designed like, this. yeah, we designed like hover states and stuff. Yeah. And how you like um, made it look so good, and then didn't it just kind of crash and burn? And they were like, what "Yeah, is maybe this? we have talked about this, but that was one of the first times I learned this lesson." Is Adam and I spent two weeks spent spent two weeks solid, um, just completely siloed in this room, making this incredible prototype that looked and felt so real. Um, and then we pitched it to the VP of product, and he was like, "Guys, this is this is so far from so what we were expecting." Um, and like Damon's voice in my head, like <laughs> your job's to reduce risk. You could have done the same thing, validated or invalidated this idea on a whiteboard with a marker in, in two hours. 90 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's like, a good lesson to learn, right? To bring people a, into the process. Yeah. It's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. So you that. You got to gut check everything. <laughs> Yeah, this this isn't like, and the question is more, what's the hardest thing you've, what's the hardest challenge for me? Like, what's the hardest UX challenge you've ever faced? Or what's the hardest project you've kind of done? It's funny, the hardest UX challenge for me has just been continuously learning the same lessons over and over. And over. Oh my gosh, that's and, just the name of the game, though. And it's thinking that I get it. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, like, thinking I Thinking that everything. I get it. Yeah. No. Thinking I'm going to turn a corner. <laughs> And no, then you're just in the same spot. It's just that like was those in 2016 that just don't yeah. end. Yeah. That was, that was in 2016. The amount of times <laughs> too, that I've spent like just designing stuff without doing the foundational work. This is how, this is what leads to frustration. Listener is when you don't do the foundational work and you don't spend the time where you should spend the time and you jump to high fidelity and you get all excited and you emotionally yeah. tie yourself to something. Yes. And because you haven't done that groundwork, like paving the road for this amazing sports car that you're designing to drive down, it's never going to leave the garage. It can't. No. It and then no you're just going to be sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, has <no> <laughs> it has no wheels. It can't go anywhere. That's you a recipe you know for, yeah, it's just a recipe for sadness. Mm -hmm. It is. And you think you know everything, you get comfortable, and then you're like, yeah, I can do this, high fidelity, let's go. And then everyone is like, mm, mm, yeah. Do you yeah. know what you're doing? Yeah. It's tough. I mean, that uh, that was the one of the lowest lows at Dreamhost. 
this, I think this applies too, because just learning, again, I jumped, I grabbed, I, I tried to approach it slightly differently, but they wanted to up the conversion rates on their landing pages. Um, That's always such a tricky, tricky yeah. challenge and tricky thing to uncover. Well, because you can optimize. You can do so the, much. You can do so much, but you can ruin, you can kill you can like ruin. the spirit of the page. You can ruin yes. everything. Yes. Which I was aware of, right? I'd done, I had done conversion rate optimization or like conversion rate design, um, but without talking to anyone, without building the relationships and paving the road, I like grabbed a PM. I was mad. I was like, let's just like do something and run an experiment and get data and then take it to them and jam it in their faces. And they will have to, So you're they will have designer, to say yes. Is what I'm yes. Hearing. I got spiteful. Okay. This okay. is when I was extra sad because DreamHost was like the worst job I've ever had. They're no, the people okay. that, they're the people that fired me. Oh. Um, Fun. Okay. These those people, yeah. So it's okay um, that you're saying that they're the worst. Yeah. They're a lot like, of good, yeah, we uh, are. No, you are a lot also of good people. A lot of good people there. But okay. <laughs> if you are a designer, I'll explain. But you cannot work in this environment. So I grabbed yeah. a PM. Feelings we, mutual though. We yeah, we picked exactly. They fired, they fired me. No hard feelings. Okay. They I picked a I picked a landing page, a product page. Um I grabbed a PM, we set up a ton of analytics, we set up an A-B test, here's the old design, here's the new design, ran a test, right, split some of their traffic to the new page, and the conversion rate lifted like 15% or something. 15? Um, yes. Wow. Yes. I was like, we were just psyched. We were so like a pumped. Dark pattern. It wasn't a dark pattern. This is just how bad all of their stuff was. Okay. Um, it must have been pretty bad then. So I take it, we, the PM and I, we set up a meeting with the CEO, small company, um, set up a meeting with the CEO, and we're about to like, we're going to like reveal this incredible thing that we've done. Mm -hmm. Um we have like this sort of deck where we show here's the problem we we're trying to solve. Here's the page that it concerned. Here's the hypothesis. If we do this, then that. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. We show him the designs and we show him the results. Uh, and guess what he said? This was my idea. Worse, somehow. Oh, no. He oh, no. says, I still like the old one better. Um, that is just, that is heartbreaking because it happens so often at small companies. Why? I was baffled, right? Because he's essentially just saying, I want less money. I want this website to make me less money. I want um, this experience to suck. But it's the same lesson, right? Like you can't, yeah. you can't design your way around that sort of thing. Again, I could have. No. I could have sketched it out. I could have written it out in a Slack message. There are like nine different ways I could have known. You don't need to spend a month on this because it's mm -hmm. not going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So those have been my most challenging projects. I'm trying to make sure we're tying this back to the question. But um, I do think they uncovered two other things that I want to hit on after. Yeah, you do it. Wrap this no, up. that th those are the two examples, and then I'll talk about Spiff and what's happening currently and how I still haven't learned my lesson. But yeah, please That's go ahead. Okay. So I think the first thing we hit on that I was talking to my team about, we were talking about like the question of the day, which was asked by myself, was what is <laughs> okay. your toxic trait? Mm. And we kind of just like went around the room and just talked about it. Mine is that I just nap far too often. And obviously, nap? yes. 
Um, That's and a toxic trait? Eat. Okay. Yes. I, I will tell my husband I'm sleeping for 20 minutes and be out for two hours. Okay. So I thought we were speaking like pro- professionally, but yeah. Mm, okay. We got into some professional toxic traits too, but like a couple of my coworkers said that they, their toxic trait is just not having confidence in themselves and just thinking that they just don't know how to design like anything. And I think mm. that is a sentiment felt within the design community a yeah. lot more often than we would realize. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes from this thing that we're talking about, about getting knocked on your butt, like all the time and yeah. thinking you suddenly know <laughs> the skill or the craft and then yeah. being like, wait a second, I know nothing. This is so, my moment. Yes. Yeah. And then having no moments, zero moments. You're just you're constantly yeah. always learning. Yeah. <laughs> so I just think like the lack of confidence comes from the trade, in my opinion. It does. It's always changing. It does. And it comes from a bunch of people not fully understanding what a designer is supposed to do and how to utilize a designer um, to do things like reducing risk. When we say reduce risk, by the way, listener, if you're unfamiliar with what he was getting at, it's just validating assumptions. The whole job of a UX designer, um, newsflash, I don't know if we've ever really put it this simply before, but your job is literally just to like take every idea that's floating around in the company and test it and see if there's merit and yeah. see if it's worth exploring. You um, throw them a, all at the wall. And see a PM, yeah. A, P, a PM is going to help like actually validate like monetarily um, in really cool and exciting ways. But your mm-hmm. job is to take the CEO's shower vision that he had and then he comes in and he's like, we're stopping everything. Shut it all down. I got this new thing. Your job, when Damon says reduce risk, he's saying your job is to stand in front of the CEO and say, give me three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if you get, give me three days, I'll put together the crudest prototype ever. I will take it to Starbucks, which I've done. And I will stand test in Starbucks it. and test it for yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Please just give me three days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the job. But yeah, I think that so few people that hire designers know that, mm-hmm. that they're constantly knocking us on our butts and getting in the way of us doing the highest value thing that we could do. Yes. Basically, what we're saying is it's not our fault. It's not our Ever. fault at all. No. Never. No. That's it. See you but. next week. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> the code has been cracked. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that also hits on like this other sentiment that I feel like younger, a lot of younger designers feel. What do you got? I have felt it. I think you have felt it when you're at small companies because a lot of startups and a lot of smaller companies will hire younger designers because they're cheaper. You're in the bargain bin, baby. Right. You're in the Mm -hmm. bargain bin. And then younger designers will feel like, why is design not valued? I have to fight for it. I have to do this. I have to advocate so hard, blah, 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 blah. What do you do about it? And I think you just got to do it. You just got to go through it. If you're going to work at like these smaller companies, you have, you can advocate for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That comes with the job, but you're not alone. Like we've all been there. We've all been at crappy startups that don't value design. Oh man. And it's, I, I don't feel like there's many rites of passage in design, but I do feel like Mm. that is one. (laughs) So being like being a solo designer just like trying to scrap together. Being scrappy. Just being scrappy, I think, is mm-hmm. what I would kind of mm-hmm. boil it down to. 
where it's like you learn all these best practices in school and how things are supposed to go. And then you get to the real world working at a small business or at a startup and it's not that way. And then it's so frustrating and it's like, you just got to make do, you just got to figure yeah. it out. But I could be wrong in thinking that. Yeah. You're making me <laughs> so, remember more. I'm like, as you're no. saying this, I'm remembering more, just more examples of the same thing. Yeah. I'm realizing yeah. the hardest Again, not to pass the buck. And I do want to talk about Spiff, but the question is, what's the hardest UX challenge you've ever faced? Um, people, yeah, the, the short answer is people having no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, people don't understand design. That's honestly going to be the hardest thing that anyone's going to run into. <laughs> especially right? at a small company, they're going to overpromise and it's going to say, there are tells. Um, there in the are. job description. But again, if you're if you're looking for an associate level position, you can't be you picky. Know. Yeah. You don't you know. And you can't you be picky. Yeah. If it says UX in the job title, you're like, hell applying. yeah. Like, give me applying, that. Give me applying, that job. Applying. I want yeah. it. And then you show up and they're like, Oh, we need you to design the UX of this banner ad. Pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to design the yeah. UX of a catalog. Yeah. Yeah. The my favorite one was getting hired um oh man what can i say they're out of business so i can't get in trouble yeah um, mutual. no this is a different company <laughs> 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 different company these guys didn't fire me but i was working for a startup um an agricultural technology ag tech startup okay um and they hired me to design their uh actual software to run the the like hardware which was so cool like my job was supposed to be designing software that helps farmers like modernize and save money and grow like vertical cool like indoor vertical farms to feed their livestock um, so like the ipad like on a tractor you did like tesla exactly tractors. okay like some, something yeah in that realm where you're like nice. on your side by side or you're like in your truck and you got the ipad and it like mm -hmm. shows you oh, my farm's outputting this much and the mix of like nutrients is this and that, like the coolest thing ever, coolest software. I come from a farming family. It was like, this could, you know, help people like my grandpa stay in business. Aww, um, that's cute. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, worked out quite well. Clearly. It worked out really Sorry. well. A lot, yeah. Strong case study for me there. Um, yeah. Designed a little bit of the software, but immediately got pulled into designing sales and marketing stuff um, when yeah. the product didn't really exist. Mm -hmm. And then it culminated in the funniest thing, which was the entire brand and like design and marketing team was physically out at the farm helping to build the machines. Oh no. For weeks. Oh no. Yeah. Is this the poop story? Which poop story? Where I drove the poop tractor off of the thing? Yes, or would there was a warehouse and some kind of disaster happened? Oh, it feels like that a was fever the dream. one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So there's two. Yeah, there's the one where I drove the poop tractor off of Poop Hill, Poop Mountain. That was not this. That was when I was a teenager. Yeah, that you were. Young I rolled mushroom. a. I rolled. Yeah, I rolled a tractor when I was like seventeen down a hill. It was terrifying. Yeah. Um, the the vom fest. Yes, was when something went wrong. Vom fest. 
a different and, body bodily fluid. Yes, but okay. everything got covered in mold yes. overnight or yep. over the, the course of a weekend, and it was mm-hmm. this crazy toxic sludge that had filled up this farm's like machines. It was nuts. Ew. Yeah, same company. That's the okay. kind of that's the way that I spent my time as a UX designer was like cleaning mold out of farming mach- of farming machines. Rite of passage. I doubt people will ever reach that level of rite of passage, but that kind of illustrates, right? Yeah. Are we answering the question? I think so. We're saying that the hardest thing, the hardest thing about the biggest challenge sometimes to being a UX designer is just, it's new. Like it's, it's so new. People know that they need it now, which is cool. They know that they need it. Yep. But once you get there. What do you do? We don't know. They don't, they don't know. Do you know? (laughs) Not really. We're asking this. We're putting this back (laughs) on you. What do we do day to day? Really, not rhetorical. Tell us. Please tell us. We're lost. No, Um, but it is so new. And then I know you want to talk about Spiff. Sorry, squeaky chair. Um, No, I'm talking too much. You go ahead. No, no, no. But that's that's why ops has been so challenging. Mm -hmm. It's because I'm trying to map these things out that and put specifics to non-specific things that are still growing and that are still learning. So... Yeah, it's like we're trying to get these answers in and like relate to the team fairly soon. But it's, I don't know, there's just a lot of questions. And it's this project is going to be multi year long, probably. Right. So but yeah, people have been writing about software best practices since like the 80s, 90s, 2000s. No, they don't know. I know. But I'm saying with UX, it's like, I remember in 2013 was the first time I ever saw those two letters next to each other, UX. I know and that it's been yeah, around a lot longer. Way earlier than I had ever seen it, I feel 2013 like. 2013 was early. I was at Domo and I was asking my boss, Chad, like, what's with this UX thing? And he's like, oh, it's just like, <laughs> he was really shruggy about it, which was awesome. He's like, it's mm. a rebrand. A designer's <laughs> a designer. He's like, it's a rebrand of like a of a, a web designer. Um, oh, yeah, which is so funny because, like, honestly, like it's all all these semantic arguments about everything are hilarious that are happening we, right now. But have we talked about how design is design is design? Have we talked about opinions on that? No, but I am of we the should. same mind. I okay, hate good. the semantic arguments. I do too. Yeah, maybe we'll do an episode on that because it's literally just people. It's just LinkedIn content. Like that's all that people are looking for. It's LinkedIn content, and I feel like the foundational tools that everyone as a designer that has designer in their job title knows are exactly the same. I could Mm -hmm. apply my foundational skill set to graphic design. I probably couldn't apply it to... I think I could. Industrial design? You like learn learn 3D software and learn some different like... Yeah, industrial design, you're learning like more about like textures and materials and and like 3D, this and that. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. I think, yeah, I It's agree. an oversimplification. If you're an industrial yes. designer, like it's it's definitely an oversimplification. It but is. It's design is a, a mindset. That's a different episode. I don't want to I don't want to distract. We can't distract, um, but I agree. We should talk about it at some point. We will do another episode about Take a note. like yeah, what is design? Cool. Um any other thoughts? No. I think we answered it. I would love to hear I about it. I think so too. Though. Yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but um, the biggest challenge for me is just, I think, slowing down, uh, stopping the machine and making sure, again, that I'm paving the way for important projects. I get excited. Um, 
here's a good example at Spiff. It was like uh, our navigation. Our navigation mm-hmm. is like three years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I just worked on we, navigation. So. We really need we really need to like fix our navigation. It's not scaling well. Okay. Um, in a couple of years, you know, we could have multi. We could be like a multi app kind of platform where you have an app switcher similar to like Google, you know, that like little bento box icon with the nine dots and you switch between apps. Like this was the kind, exactly. Or Adobe. I love how Adobe does it. Yeah. So that was kind of like the prompt was navigation's not scaling, you know, in a couple of years, maybe we need this sort of thing. And I just immediately kind of started sketching and designing, um, still haven't learned. Still haven't learned. No, no. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was like, it was a purely visual fix. Yeah. Um, with maybe some slight rebucketing, fixing information architecture, listener, just like moving things around, like changing the like actual structures and hierarchies of the navigation, like what goes where and why. Um, that like a little bit in the navigation, but not really improving... I didn't dig into it enough. And then it sat like I designed this really gorgeous visual and everyone was like, that's cool. That's sexy. We want that. Um, but it sat for like a year and it never got prioritized and no one really acknowledged that it wasn't getting prioritized. Mm. But then the question came up again and the question was like, Hey, we got this navigation issue. We got this navigation issue. And people were like, Oh, like Logan already fixed the problem, but we started testing it and showing it to users. And they were just like, it looks better. Like maybe same it's like thing. slightly, but it's like, it's the same thing. So mm-hmm. what we took me like nine months to a year to have the aha moment that I should have had in like week one that I would have had if I'd slowed down again, it's not like I'm bad at this. It's just like, I need to do better at defending myself and saying, Hey, if, if you want me to do this project, I have to say no to two other projects. Yeah. That's the, that's the trick. Yeah. Because I did it as like a quick sort of bandaid mm-hmm. and the bandaid didn't get prioritized and users didn't want a bandaid. No. Yeah. Band-aid. Yeah. So we started talking to internal stakeholders and we did a bunch of research. And in the end, the problem was like so much bigger and we tracked somebody, we tracked a couple of our internal users that actually set up the app for customers. Mm-hmm. And for them to do like a simple task, like to create a new whatever, we call it like mm-hmm. a plan, mm-hmm. um, to create a new plan, it was like 40 clicks or something. Oh, no. And it was not only like 40 clicks, but they're opening multiple tabs. They're opening the app in like two or three different tabs. And they're crisscrossing the entire platform like nine different times just to do one simple thing, like create a new whatever. Yeah. Um, So I realized that I had reskinned and slightly changed the locations of a couple of things, Mm -hmm. but I had not impacted the actual workflow of like our admins Mm or internal people hadn't, hadn't touched it at all. Mm. Um, and that's Those all anybody fixes. cared about was just like, make this thing faster, like make me faster in this app. Like if I want to do one thing, why do I have to go to nine different places to complete one task? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was where 
a couple months ago, I finally said, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And we're going to stop the machine. <laughs> Give me a little bit of budget. I'm going to partner with like the director of strategy over product. And mm -hmm. she and I are going to run an official design sprint. We're going to get seven or eight people in the same room at the office on site. We're going to fly them out. We're going to talk to customers. We're going to talk to stakeholders. We're going to lock ourselves like cage match style in a room until we all agree. We didn't even want to line up or need to line up on what the solution was. We all just needed to spend a week together lining up on like, what's the actual problem we're trying to solve? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like slightly, it's not embarrassing. Looking back on it, yeah, there's so many things I would have done differently, but just the lesson learned is just start like start with the problem. If you jump again, it's that same basic, like if you jump to solutions too fast, um, which is hard not to do because everything is so damn urgent at a startup. Yep. Not even that. But here's the thing. It happens the everywhere. Thing. It happens everywhere. You're going to put out fires at some point, no matter what job you're in, in my opinion. Maybe not I at think Google, yes. maybe not at Facebook. Well, yeah, that whatever. was the thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was the thing I was so envious when I was applying to work at Workfront. Uh -huh. um, Dan Vineyard, really great design leader, um, really cool guy. Wish ho Hope to work for him someday. But I was talking to Dan and I was like, walk me through like a typical project. And he was like, oh, you know, uh, we got these big initiatives. Sometimes they take nine months to a year and you'll just kind of be like, you kind of just kind of like throw a group of engineers and a product person and a designer together if it's something net new. No, he's um, lying. He's lying. He, I mean, this is before they got acquired by Adobe, so I don't know what it's like now. Um, but he just said, yeah, like for new for new projects, like we we move slow, we do tons of research. You'll go on site, you'll go on site and do campus visits if you're developing a feature set for Google or something. You'll go hang out at Google for like a week or two and just do like tons of customer interviews. Um, I think I that like, is. I think that, that is sounds, an outlier. That I think sounds it's an pretty outlier. tight. It is an outlier. It is an outlier. But to hear to dangle that carrot and oh, to say yeah. it's always the worst. You could live in this problem, and you could really live like that you left really diamond, right? It. We talked about the double diamond. No. Discover, mm -hmm. define, develop, deliver. Um, mm -hmm. Are you familiar with that? Mm -mm. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, yeah. I taught it at V School, but yeah, the double diamond is just like a UX kind of problem solving framework. But yeah, the left diamond is discover and define. So you diverge and converge. Discover is diverging. Find everything oh. you can, learn everything you can. And it comes back in to define what's the actual problem. Basically Listen work up. front, work front. Yeah, we're doing lots of hand lots motions. Lots of hand, di I'm realizing hand diamonds. That. Yeah. But work front was basically saying we like live for that first diamond and we spend months there. And I was just trying to imagine that because with a startup, it's like, Try to imagine that you spent time at all on those things yeah. and just deliver, just deliver something as fast as you can. Yeah. I mean, Domo's kind of similar. We have a good balance, I feel like, between mm -hmm. putting out fires and actually spending time designing things. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, but also I was talking to my boss about this. People like get in the mindset that Domo, since we've been around for so long, is this big company, Right. Right. But UX is still fairly new. Like we're still figuring it out too. We're still trying yeah. to figure out best practices. Yes, we were one of the first tech companies in the Valley, but that doesn't mm -hmm. mean we have all of our ducks in a row. Like we're still trying to figure it out. It still happens yeah. putting out fires. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. 
anyway. That's fun. Yeah, that's the biggest, to really simply answer the question, uh, the biggest UX challenge that I'm facing right now is this navigation thing. It is trying to fix current problems that users are having and marrying that with this navigation structure needs to last us two or three more years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whatever I design has to work for customers now and it has to work for customers two and a half, three years from now. Which is so hard to have that foresight, right? Oh my know. gosh. It's so hard. You can't predict yeah. what's going to happen. And yeah, this is the patterns that's, and things yeah. and design. That's pretty much it. How do we summarize? We were all over the board, but this is a cool conversation. How do we sum up and answer this question succinctly to bring this home? I don't even know if we need to. Like we answer specific <laughs> projects. Like that's what the question was, yeah. right? Like what's your yeah, most your challenging UX most project? Most challenging thing. Yeah. So okay. I think we answered it. I think that's how we sum it up. Boom. I think, yeah, the uh, summing it up is that we don't need to sum it up. No. So deal with it. Don't make us. We answered the question. Yeah. That, There's not um, one size fits all. That's the struggle. Context is king. Um, yeah. Everything depends. I was. I used to joke, we'll kind of wrap it on this one, but I used to say, <laughs> what was it? I used to mess with people and they wouldn't understand that there was a joke inside of this thing that I would say in class all the time. Mm-hmm. But I would say something like, anyone that ever says anything definitive to you about design will like is something like is always an idiot every time. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> like the joke though, the joke though being, I'm saying don't ever say anything definitive about design and then saying and then anyone you're trying that to does wrap it up. is always definitively, <laughs> oh, definitively, definitively an idiot. But that's not um, about design. That's just people, which is true. People are Yeah, but idiots. I think with design, it's so <laughs> like any, truly though, I feel like anyone that has this ironclad, like this is the way you should always do. This is the recipe for success in design. No. Follow it. No. 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 If somebody, anyone that says that is trying to sell you a course yeah, or something. Yeah, they're trying to be a life coach and you should run no. if they are under no. the age of 40. Design is context. Everything is about context. It always depends, guys. Yep. It always depends. Boom. Yep. Brought it home. Look at us. We did it. That was fun. We're doing that thing again where we debrief and talk about how we think the episode went while the listeners are still here hanging out. <laughs> I think it's fine. <laughs> That's why they're here. How did Jordan why and Logan feel about what they just yeah, did? How do they how do they feel about that episode? Let's self-critique right now. Yeah. Um, I'd give this also, an Also, uh, I would give this an eight too. That was a fun one. Energy was high. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Listener, if you thought it was an eight, please, wherever you find your podcasts, go ahead and like rate and, and review. Rate and review. No. Yeah, please. What did I say? We don't ever ask people to do that. We desperately asked one time, but no one responded. Um, oh, we need to get more desperate I'm gonna, then. We do, because that's the only way this thing's going to grow. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> All right. We're begging you. I'm going to go, I don't know. I've got like nothing to watch right now. So I was going to say, I'm going to go watch something. I'm going to go find something to watch. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Okay. I'm going to go watch It's highly inappropriate. Mouth. You should watch it though. It's great. I'm into it. Cool. Okay. What are you going to do? What are you going go to go stuff your face with? Really? No, I just did. I just stuffed my face. We went to Carver's for my husband's birthday. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. I do have a chocolate bar right here. Okay. Wow. Okay. I could eat some of that. I've been eating it all day. Okay. Do you want to do that now? On the pod? <laughs> <laughs> Live? That's no. it. We're out. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. Goodbye. is hosted and produced by Jordan Gleason and Logan Williams. Special shout out to our incredibly talented intern, that's Holland Siemens, for her help sourcing topics and doing research, designing posts and managing our social accounts, and more. Connect with us on LinkedIn, follow the show and DM us on Instagram, or to reach us on our hotline, that number is 801-901-8228. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you in a few weeks.